0: This is The Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared.
1: Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Ho, 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 and a merry pin miss. You are listening to The Blockade Podcast. I am your host, shut your trap aka chris freebus joining me as always my co-host from halfway across the world down under jared Morgan.
0: and Mary very pin to you as well i have to be very careful how you say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, uh apparently it's food time for me and jared as we both just uh got done shoving food down our gullets as uh, mm. fast as we could i myself had a meatball panini <clears throat> And uh, Jared apparently shoved down some chicken curry or so, of some nature.
0: Yeah, it was good, but I <laughs> ate too fast. So there were probably lots of burping and other gastronomies. I was just going to say, so time. if we get like
1: the, the inappropriate burp going on, uh, <laughs> you'll know why. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez, it seems like ages since we've um, done a thing. Has it really to
1: to me? To me, it seems like we just did one, and then I was like, Wait a second, we did not record last week. I don't know about you, but uh, this uh, this holiday season has more than just snuck
0: up on me, it's given me a jump scare, yeah, totally. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I don't know where the time is going, but it's just racing past.
1: Well, and it doesn't help. Uh, normally in our industry, we uh, everything shuts down the week before Christmas, yeah. Um, the show that I am currently on, we're going all the way up until the twenty third. <laughs> so, wow, you know that's not, yeah, yeah on Friday, and then get off and have Christmas Eve on Saturday, and then Christmas on Sunday. So it's like work, 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 work. <laughs> so holiday, it's holiday. It's it's really uh, blazing up fast on me, much faster than uh, normally would happen because there's just no time for me to go. Oh well, I can take care of that once I'm off.
0: Nope, I can't. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a bit the same for me as well. I've got, um, you know, I'm working right up to Friday this week. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's sort of weird uh, to be doing that and not have some sort of like buffer either side. And I won't be taking any holidays during that sort of week period between Christmas and New Year's either because ah. oh, I burned up on my leave, you see, on a certain little trip. Yeah, a certain um, little trip. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, <maybe laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it'll be me in the office with all my friends, which is probably not very many. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for my kid. And mm. I do remember
1: when I was a kid, I hated it when uh, when this happened with Christmas. And that is, he gets all next week off. So he's got an entire week off before Christmas. Now, to a mm. kid, that is just pure torture. Um, yep. It's also kind of torture to the parents. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> everyone, everyone has pain. <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, it's especially torturous for the kids, and then of course they only get a week afterwards to mess around with all the new stuff that they had, um, and then it's right back, right back to school. So it's it's kind of brutal on everybody this this time period. Quit doing this Christmas. Quit showing up on days like
0: that or you know, on, on the weekend like this. <laughs> it's bad. And but the good thing is, I guess, is you get two days. What well, we do here in Australia, we get the um Boxing Day holiday and the Christmas Day holiday on Monday and Tuesday after. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we don't do Boxing Day here in America. Hmm. Okay. So it's just that's what Cyber that's what Cyber Friday is or Black Friday is. Uh, <laughs> okay. Probably for you guys, it's probably like all the sales happen online. But for us it's Boxing Day if one goes to the supermarkets after being totally over being home for just one day and eating too much turkey and food. Uh-huh and saying, we need to go and have some different food and also spend all the money. Uh, no, we do
1: the, the great American tradition of go get in the return line and return things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do that too. But it's balanced between all the people buying stuff so they can then go and return it later. Right, anyway. right.
1: <laughs> it, what's, what's really funny is, of course, you know, a lot of people get gift cards for, for the holidays. Mm. And I know, especially in our targets, you go to the toy section, cleaned out, nothing there. And it's not yep. because... Now, if you went on Christmas Eve, still fully stocked, it's yep. literally they pull the merchandise off the shelves and go and hide it so that you can only purchase with your gift card the the dregs that they weren't going to sell anyway, and then they'll put back out the full stock later. It's really <laughs> kind of kind of bizarre. It's kind of mean, uh, again, because it's like, no, you must hold on to your gift card, but anyway. Yeah, and um, no. It's Jared, a why don't you tell us the story? We didn't get a chance to get to this last time. Uh, Jared was talking about his trip. Yeah. And he never got to get around to the unfortunate business that happened on the
0: trip. That being his phone getting stolen by a gypsy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got gypsied when I was over in um, Paris. The Romanian, Romanian gypsies are prevalent over there. And um, they are pretty much in all the major tourist spots. And they can be there at any time of the day, early in the morning, like peak times, late in the evening, they're just ever present. And um, unfortunately I let my guard down one morning when it seemed really quiet and there were only Parisians running around and then all of a sudden I just got accosted by these two. And they do this thing where they shake papers in your face to try and distract you. and say oh sign this, sign this, sign this and they're constantly talking and constantly making noise and the other the other offsider is basically lifting all the shit out of your pockets. Wow. So, so they're very good at it and it was my own stupid fault because I had my phone in this little pouch in my bag and um, they would have seen it from a mile off mm. and they went right this guy, will have him. They tried to get into my bag as well but they've soon realized that my bag has two big strips of Velcro on it so if they started to frack around with that Oh, right, they would they have made a hell of here. a record. Mm-hmm. And then I would have turned around and strangled them, um, <laughs> which is what I felt like doing after. The, the only reason I knew exactly where they stole my phone is because my Pebble watch is paired to my phone uh-huh. and it started to vibrate shortly after walking away from them. I said, oh, oh, that's unusual because it has been dropping connection a little bit occasionally. Usually mm-hmm. it just means I need to restart both the phone and the and the watch. And I thought, oh, no, that's interesting. And I started tapping away where I usually keep the phone. I went, oh, you little... <laughs> and realized that at that point they got it and by that point I didn't even know where they were. They just disappeared. Right. So luckily because um, Google is Google, all my photos were backed up to the cloud so I didn't lose any of those. Mm -hmm. But I kind of did lose the ability to take my own personal photographs from that point on in the holiday which was about three days left. And um, it was okay because Kim had her um, Galaxy S7 Um, with us so we sort of shared that and used that as to take photos um, uh, for the remainder of the trip so it it, you know it wasn't great but you know it it happened and I had insurance for the trip yeah I had insurance for the trip so I ended up getting about 650 back so I just made up the difference and got myself a brand new Google Pixel instead Ah. so there was a silver lining to it all I got to upgrade my phone um, and um, I'm really enjoying the Pixel so I guess you've got to take what you what you can out of it, and it was a bit serendipitous, I guess, but frustrating at the time.
1: Now you mentioned the Pebble, and I just read that uh, mm. Pebble is going kaput. Uh, mm. what, uh, is. what does that
0: mean for your for your Pebble? Um, not much at the moment. Fitbit is acquiring Pebble. Um, they bought them for a steal at forty million dollars, which um, wow. they got offers a lot higher than that about two years ago when they were in the height of their popularity. Um, but what it means is that the um, the Pebble Time Two, which was which I got onto the Kickstarter for, um, had been discontinued, and I was a bit concerned that um, I may not get my Kickstarter entitlements back. But Pebble were actually really good, and they looked after us, and I've got my full refund back, which timing-wise was great because it meant I could update to the larger version of the Pixel phone, um, oh, great. which was like again serendipitous really. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, they will not discontinue um, support for Pebble. They're going to distance um, themselves from the cloud services that Pebble relied on and sort of work those out of the Pebble's ecosystem, um, which means that you know we won't have all the sort of cloud-based stuff that maybe things like voice dictation won't work on the Pebble in coming months, or they might find another solution they can just plug in Um, But, you know, uh, overall, I think that the watch is still going to work. Um, We should still be able to sync it to our devices like iOS and and Android devices just fine. Um, So it's not going to be like instantly disabled or crippled in any way. It's still going to work. It just means that it probably won't receive any major updates moving forward. All
1: right. Well, this kind of leads me into uh, what our first topic of the day is going to be. because uh, uh, one of our listeners uh, emailed us, uh, Grand Best, a uh, whole bunch of topics that, uh, you know what, we're going to spread out through many podcasts, because um, they're rather good topics. But one of the things was Christmas gifts for the pinball fan, and mm-hmm. so knowing about the pebble, knowing about the your phone getting uh, lost, and I thought, you know, the pinball fan doesn't just need pinball-related items. He can you know, typically likes tech stuff, uh, suppose, yeah. what have you. Um, so I thought, uh, we might touch upon some of the items, but just, uh, in general, if you, uh, well, if you're listening to this, that means you are the pinball fan. So I guess, uh, you know what you want, but here are some <laughs> suggestions in case people are going, well, what do I ask for? Um, I don't know. I, I kind of came up with a couple of things that, uh, you might think about for for giving a fellow pinball fan if you will or, or something like that and jared you can chime in if you got anything for yourself but uh okay, i thought i might, I might away. yeah i thought i might start off with hey you know our sponsor wizard amusements <laughs> he does these cool <laughs> pinball plungers um even regardless of if you have a pinball table or not they're pretty trick looking things and you know sometimes people like to decorate their desks with uh, little items or trinkets uh, you know about things that they like and you can't think,
0: get much more pinball than a plunger, right? A no, custom it,
1: plunger. A custom plunger, and they're not exactly on the expensive side either, so it's uh, certainly uh, one item that you could go, one direction you could go. Hmm. Pinball t-shirts. Oh, All yes. You do Google. My Google favorite. <laughs> right. They're out there, and there's uh, quite a variety um, to choose from. Different people, as pinball has gained popularity, obviously... People are catering
0: the to that. Pinball shirts, there's heaps out there. Exactly. Uh, pretty much all pinball podcasts have a shirt of some description, don't they, Chris? They do, <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm, I wonder whose website... Yeah, this isn't one giant sponsorship, people. Um, literally, there are some really cool uh, shirts out there. Jared has talked about them in the past, some of the ones that he's got. I've seen them the on...
0: Double Danger, great! I've got a like the Danger Danger on the front, and the Tilt on the back. That's a great mm-hmm. shirt from Double Danger. They've got all sorts of really cool merch. I'd recommend them. As a pinhead, I'd be happy to receive any of those. Right. Um,
1: if you want to go the little more uh, more expensive route, uh, you can always you know find a translight or a back glass or oh, yes. even a, a used playfield that is you know c- been completely depopulated to hang on the wall. Um, yeah, that's right. Again, Make show, it show your love for you know all things pinball. Uh, the great thing with a used playfield is uh, they don't have to be in perfect condition at all, and that's why people are selling just the playfield. Uh, and they got
0: real character play. when they use mm-hmm. as well, you know, like they can you see the age, and like you know, some of the on the older playfields, you see the um, the lacquer is a bit sort of feathered and stuff like that, and they look right really good and if you're a bit handy with leds and low voltage wires you can actually backlight all the inserts as well with led strings so that's pretty easy to do
1: um and then last idea that i kind of came up with is totally pinball related is well how about buying a season or uh, a couple of packs of pinball from tpa or zen uh you know why Mm. why don't you give zachary a pinball to somebody uh know there's there's many things of that nature you know if you know the person's on steam and if you don't know if they play it or not you know maybe they only play on mobile well hey you know gift them it for steam or vice versa maybe they you know they only play it on steam and would love to throw it their way on mobile you know there's it's one of those things where not all of us and i certainly am not this way you know i may have three or four different devices that could play pimple arcade but i only have them on two of them
0: so yeah, that's right because you, know, you can't really buy them all. But if, you know, if someone gives you the gift to pinball on a mobile device and you maybe only playing on Steam, that means you can be mobile and enjoy it while you're out. Exactly. You know? um, I mean, for instance, even with Zen, I is. only
1: have Zen on Steam. I don't have Zen at all on my
0: mobile, so. Yeah. I've, um, I've what I'd probably suggest there, too, is if um, it works a bit differently on um, iOS and Android where you can't really gift people. So the, the best thing to do there is to actually just buy them Place tool credit or iTunes gift card. Exactly. And just put like, exactly. And even, even on the gift cards, if you really want to get fancy, you can actually, um, you know, put pictures of stickers of pinball stuff on it or like print out a pinball machine and stick it onto the card and sort of customize and give them a suggestion that perhaps they might want to use it on pinball, you know? Right. There's plenty of cool things you can do. Easy. Absolutely easy. Um,
1: now shoot, just go on eBay and type in pinball and you'll find all manner of, I mean, everything from keychains that go on the end, you know, the, the door keys for uh, pinball machines. You know, they'll have the, the art, um, Playfield plastics, all sorts of really cool, interesting things that you can uh, snake. And, uh, you can even that
0: get way. these, like, uh, items for the house. Like, you can get these really cool lamps that are made from, like, pop bumper housings, and, mm-hmm. um, like, all these cool little Playfield toys that um, everyone use. And it looks really, really good. And um I would be happy to have one of those in my room. There's, particularly if you've got like a den with lots of pinball machines in it. They look amazing.
1: Well, for the person that has lots of uh pinball machines
0: already, how about a neon sign, right? Yeah, hmm. that's right. Or like a cool topper for the pinball right. machine. Right. Heaps of those are available now and they're actually pretty affordable for a non pinhead to get a pinhead. Right. And they really do look cool if you've got a um if you've got a games room.
1: So anyway, there you go. There's some some gift suggestions. Uh, I know Christmas, by the time you listen to this podcast, it's going to be too late to buy any of these things, but next year <laughs> or for the person's birthday, or you know, for Valentine's Day, or Father's Day, or Mother's Day, because we know that there's a female there's fin- Jared, edit that out. We know that there's Don't female we know there are some gals out there that play pinball. Um,
0: <laughs> they are a rare breed, but yes, thankfully they're getting greater in numbers, which is good.
1: So um, a lot of uh, a lot of places do uh, the annual countdowns, you might say, or year-end summations, and we're mm-hmm. no different. Just that also. So let's present to you our top five and worst five. Well, maybe not worst five. I didn't come up with five. But uh, worst and best moments of pinball in 2016.
0: Okay. Let's kick it off. Do we go any order? or Jared, how
1: about you? Uh, let's, we're going to do the top five. We'll save the worst five uh, after. Uh, Jared, why don't you kick
0: it off and see. Let's hear what you have. Okay. Well, I think probably um, one of the top five for me was actually um, an app release, and that was Pin Out. Oh, ah. um, I think that as pinball evolves and um, the idea of pinball opens up to more people, having apps like Pin Out, which are a different take on pinball, essentially an endless runner for pinball, um, makes people think about pinball differently and gives them a gateway into the hobby. And I think um, the more games like that we have, um, the better for the, the hobby. So that was a real highlight for me. Um, the fact that it also comes with a soundtrack an actual soundtrack that you can buy on itunes and google play um is also very interesting as well um it's not often that i actually buy a video game soundtrack but this the music from this game is so good that i went you know what i'm going to do this pull the trigger on the soundtrack (laughs) so there you go um so that was one highlight the of course the obvious highlight which hasn't quite come to fruition yet on mobile but i understand it's pretty close is stern pinball arcade Um, that offering again it's broadening the scope of pinball to not just um, digital pinheads but the wider stern loving community um, which is good uh, you know every every aspect really it means that um, pinheads that don't have access to good tables get to play those tables um, it also acts as a pretty powerful marketing tool um, for Stern as well. So again, using Stern's marketing machine to drive digital pinball adoption, smart move.
1: I'm gonna piggyback on that because that was also on my uh, on my five moments. Um, mm-hmm. And specifically I wrote down w- and what it means to pinball. So you really touched upon that. And that is, yeah, bringing absolutely current tables to the digital market. And like you said, for those people that don't have access to it or uh, you know, it's a a trip to get access to something like this. It really helps bridge that gap and also feed the fire for any Ooh, of these. Yeah. Um, we just got a notification of uh, on Twitter somebody being really excited for the fact that Ghostbusters is coming out on Stern Pinball Arcade, and mm. it's like, yeah. And not only that, but the fact that you'll get to be able to play the you know, the premium version of it with the uh, non-slingshot, what do they call those? Uh, the the sling ghost slings. Aren't? Ghost slings, yes. Um, to be yeah, able to play know, with that? It's going to be cool. Typically, I'm sure that if you find it on location, you're going to be finding the pro version.
0: So Yeah, absolutely. Certainly here, you would most likely find the pro. And from what I've heard, the pros have played surprisingly well, but you know, those ghost slings are a real game changer. And the the sub play field lock with the ramp actually goes underneath the play field and back up again. Like that sort of stuff, it's cool. And you know, it's one of those things that you just don't get to experience unless you know probably a mate who has an LE or yeah. you have a very rich operator that doesn't mind <laughs> throwing money at pinball machines, right?
1: So So yeah, even though you and I have not gotten our hands on it yet, plenty of people have and mm. um, it's one of it's those actually, things. That I, I see the potential that Farsight can run away with this. With uh, hmm. probably will will want to do it too, and that's to really, you know, give a deep dive into the history of Stern and uh, touch upon all these things. You know, their their massive back library when you include uh, data East and Sega tables.
0: Well that's right, there's uh, unlimited possibilities and from what I understand I think Stern has been pretty generous to Farsight and they've actually got some right. of the, I know with all the, the new um, tables they've given them the, the direct CAD assets for the table, right. so what you're seeing in game is the reason why they look so crisp is they've got all the, the current assets for the games. Now, not sure how that's going to translate for some of the older Seeker titles and all those ones. but you know, the CAD files are probably no longer openable in the later um, CAD packages, but you, you never know. They might be able to do something that allows yeah. them to upscale the graphics, right? Really Absolutely, and who knows with
1: with Stern, maybe they go back and do it themselves for the fact that they wanna re-release some of these tables because they certainly have, uh, you know, the fact that I, I know they're not the ones paying for it, but they're the ones building it, the medieval madness uh, machines. Um, hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things that it opens up a lot of possibilities for for where they go with it, and certainly for every uh, table that they produce going forward, it's exciting because we pretty much know it will be coming to this. The other yeah, thing that I, that I like hearing <laughs> something we've been advocating for Pinball Arcade for some time, and that is there is going to be a cap for what the minimum system requirements are yes and that's right particularly on uh, mobile it's pretty much you better be you better be up to speed now <laughs> with your device yep. otherwise it ain't going to
0: work you've got to have a minimum ram requirement you've got to have pretty much the latest operating system both on iOS and Android and it's like too bad if you don't and it's absolutely required um, because you know we we can't keep supporting the lowest common denominator we have to go look if you want this game it's demanding and you need to have the right hardware for it. Right. And
1: mm. of course that means there won't be any uh, skimping we would hope on the mobile versions in terms of graphics.
0: Hopefully not. Like let's see what they can do with lighting with a custom engine. And let's see okay. if they can, you know, really push the boundaries of what's possible on mobile. Um, bring it on. I can't wait until I see the mobile release of it. It's gonna be great.
1: So something else that excited me that uh, neither of us have gotten our hands on, and that's the proliferation of the digital pinball cabs. Oh, geez.
0: There's a one Arcuda. Um, Arcuda, yes. Yeah, based Arcuda. down here that's done one, an actual partnership with Pinball Arcade. And I find that's it interesting. That's the newest information, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, I it it it's really
1: interesting to me with them being in Australia. I'm wondering mm. how that's going to work for sales. It um, is unbelievable, going- isn't it? Yeah, are they going to be, you know, having localized building of these, you know, machines in the states and in Europe, uh, or is everything going to be shipped from Australia? But it truly is exciting that they partnered with Farsight. Now we should clarify: they partnered with Farsight for the
0: pinball arcade, not for Stern Pinball Arcade. Uh, That's correct. And I think it's quite interesting that um, Farsight have been quiet on cabinet support um leading up to this announcement and have a look what we have now here cabinet support <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> from a, no, a party
1: it might uh tick off a lot of cab uh, builders out there that <laughs> they've been screaming for this for so long and then all of a sudden it's is like oh wait a second i have to actually purchase this person's uh a cab to have it fully licensed and functional because it seems by the press release that farsight has uh, worked out with them so that it does all the cool, you know, uses actual pop bumpers, uses uh, uh, flipper coils, uses rumble, uh, uses a yeah. uh, physical plunger. And they said in terms of visuals, it's not just going to be camera angles, but they said there's the possibility of the 3D uh, aspects, which makes me wonder, are they using like the Xbox One camera uh, to do that oh. head tracking?
0: Well, I think they probably have to if they're doing that without any goggles. Um Right. That's very interesting though, right? Like this is the sort of stuff that's always lacking in a cabinet. You get the you get your screen aligned right, you get everything dropped in the cabinet that theoretically would make it look real, but there's just there's that little thing that yeah. looks slightly off when you're looking at the play field and it just makes it look like it's like, you know, when you're watching a sports game and you see the the pitch um, decorations, like all the sponsored ads. And right. then they switched to camera angle and everything's stretched out really, really, really far. <laughs> it's a little bit like that with 3D pinball, isn't it? When you're playing on a cabinet, <laughs> it just looks slightly wrong. So not only um, do you, you look- have uh,
1: Arc- Arcuda doing uh, pinball arcade, you've also got VB Cabs, uh who yeah. we uh, talked with in a past podcast. And of course they partnered with uh, Zen uh, mm. to do all that. So, now on the one front, it's like ah, oh, what a bummer that you're not going to be able to have all your pinball in one. But then again, well now you have maybe buy two cabinets because you know it's
0: more fun to have more, right? <laughs> Why not? Like it, pinball cabinets, like pinballs in general, they tend to like to have friends in uh, <laughs> the same room with them. So you should never buy just one. You should always buy one and give it a friend to play with. Otherwise, they start howling, you know, and carrying on. <laughs> it's very annoying. So I really do. I. I Like I said,
1: I've not yet gotten my hands on any digital pinball cab to date. I don't know what it feels like to play on uh, one of these cabinets. Um, But I do love the the fact that there's two companies at least out there. I know there's a third company that uh, uh, we've mentioned before, uh, name escaping me, Mm -hmm. that um, uh, well, then you got typically your virtual pin uh, cabinets also. But the fact that that Mm -hmm. in, in one year, we've had two companies come out with it, it just kind of goes to show the the popularity of pinball increasing, and that's always a good thing. And
0: um, I think most importantly, the popularity of digital pinball, which, right. you know, you wouldn't have seen this back like three or four years ago, no one would have gone, oh, yeah, let's make a, let's actually produce a product that will run visual pinball, like, you know, Pin MAME or, you know, those sort of things and mass market it, which is essentially what they're doing now. Right. Because we have things like Zen and we have things like Pimbalar Cage, you know, it's a real turning point for the industry, I think. All right, your turn. Hmm. OK, so we've done Stern Pinout. Um, I think the really positive thing as well is that we uh, Stern play, uh, not Stern players, Steam players um, have the option to play Zacharia on their platform. Um, Zachariah was a mobile-only release for a while, and um, it's an acquired taste. Um, a lot of people go, oh, "Yeah, I, I like it, but I don't know." Sometimes I don't really get into it as much. But the ability for them to play it on Steam, and you know, really, they've done cabinet support out of the um, out of the box for it. So that's another one you can actually add to your virtual pin cabinet as a really solid contender for um, for um, Sort of IRL play.
1: Speaking of uh, more things that I've yet to get my uh, hands on, another uh, moment for me that I it excites me all the same: virtual reality pinball. But specifically, what uh, Jeremy Williams had done when he built his own stand-up controller uh, for doing the VR pinball, because oh, that yeah. apparently made all the difference in the world. Now I keep on mm. seeing posts of people that try virtual pinball for the first time, and it always comes back the same. Oh my God, this is how it is to be played. Yes. Uh, whether they're playing it Farsight's or playing Zen's versions of it, everybody
0: raves about it. It's like the perfect pairing for a for what is a, a physical media into the VR world. It's just a it's it, the recipe is right. They got it right on both counts.
1: All right, I've only got two more. How many more do you have?
0: Um, I'm running out. I'm trying to think digitally the the good things that have happened, but uh, I think I might be getting low in the barrel. How about yours?
1: Okay, so here I'll I'll rattle off my final two uh, top fives. Um, First one we're going to talk about is the EMs on Pinball Arcade, talking Mm -hmm. about El Torado Fireball, Centigrade, and Jack's Open. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not. A fan of EMS in real life I mean you give me the choice between playing an EM and playing a uh, uh, you know a system 11 or a DMD machine I'm gonna go for those almost every single time but within pinball arcade especially when playing on mobile it's so satisfying to just get in a quick and easy I shouldn't say easy but a quick game that you know is not gonna you know you're not gonna barrel along on it for 45 minutes yeah (laughs) exactly
0: yeah, I agree. There's something about EMs in a digital form that, surprisingly, it's it's a it's a, a strange juxtaposition, position, isn't it? Because EMs are <laughs> the, the furthest away from um, electro, uh, like you know, digital that you can get. Yet in a digital medium, there's something about them that really works. And you
1: know, uh, Farsight managed to. It was with the. Uh, it was with these four that they finally had got what it is about how EM plays. I don't think mm. we got that with um, Big Shot. I don't think
0: we got it no. with Central Park. No. Um, Those it, need some serious tuning.
1: Yeah, they don't feel like how an EM should. And although I'm still not 100% on the, on the tuning that Farsight has done, in general, it still captures the spirit rather well of with these last four EM releases. So I really... Um, that was kind of a, high, a highlight for me in 2016,
0: because all of these were released in 2016. Um, yeah, that's right. Except for the, the really, really early ones. But yeah, all those four, it yeah, was those a four. packed year. It was a packed year for EMs. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on those. They are um, they add a, a nice variety to people like Kate in that you have quick plays and then you have the long marches like you know, Twilight Zone and all those ones that, yeah. you know, it gives you variation, and that's good.
1: And then last but not least for me, it actually might be my number one uh, moment of, of 2016 regarding pinball, and that is Zen's release of their Alien 3-pack. Mm. I loved the heck out of it. <laughs> um, yeah. The Aliens table for me is spot on. Um, mm. it, it, it really raises the bar for when I eventually get the chance to play the Alien table that Highway Pinball has put out. Um, That's what I'm going to be comparing it to, because they hit upon every moment and notion that I absolutely wanted them to hit upon. They capture the atmosphere perfectly. Um, It tells a story. It uh, just really does interesting gameplay. And I say that also about Alien Isolation. I think they did a bang-up job on that. And I've said that I'm not the biggest fan of Alien vs. Predator, uh, just because I don't think it captured... The spirit of the movie, and it had the god awful voice acting. But yeah. <laughs> plenty of people have wound up saying it's that's their favorite of the packs. I mean, it's no slouch at all. It's just in comparison to
0: uh, the other two. The refinement of Aliens in itself is it, yeah. Like it's the, it's the worst house in the best street, right. <laughs> you know. Um,
1: and, and, and the other thing that that I I can't help but look at is with this with the Alien Pack. Zen really seems to have turned a corner because now we got the Bethesda pack, yes. and I don't think that they would have gone to the uh, extremes that they did with the Bethesda pack. I mean, it's kind of risky what they put out in terms of is this what a pinball player wants or not? Mm. Um, especially when you compare that to the Balls of Fury pack, which was you know Family Guy, Bob's Burger, uh, Archer, mm. um, and American Dad. Do, it, those seem more like the hey, let's just slap a license on top of the table, and it's not really thought out. You might say there's mm-hmm. interesting looks, but it's not. It doesn't really capture through and through the feel.
0: Whereas no, it's a little bit, you know, you kind of really have to be a fan of the franchise to really get those tables. And I, I'll admit, I I really touch them, even though I bought them. I kind of regret that I did, which is a bit of a shame because I just don't right.
1: Remember. But and so that's what I'm saying. The, the Alien Pack, they they really they started something here they they went a little bit outside the pinball box and then that to me has begat the
0: bethesda pack which is way outside the box uh yeah i've actually so, had time to play that now and uh, uh-huh and i've got to say i'm having a really hard time putting down skyrim um <laughs> that table is um it's almost like a grudge play to me. Like I, I, finish it, I, I finish it because I get just nearly to the end of a mission and I don't quite get the mission done. And then I, uh-huh. I actually end the game. I go, you and rage start another game to try and get to the end of the mission. <laughs> I'm actually up to the point where I've got the Elder Scroll and um, I'm now trying to fight the dragon. And the last one is pretty hard because the dragon doesn't hang around for that long. Um, uh so you've got to be quick, I think. I'm still trying to work out what I need to do on it. Um, but yeah, the last round where you faced the the really mean dragon see i I don't know what the Elder Scrolls is all about, so I don't know the plot, right, but I think they've actually stuck to the plot pretty strongly here. And it's um, yeah, it's like a you're right. A, your a, your summation of it last episode where you said, it's an RPG, but with flippers, is really accurate. Like, it's, you get that feel. And, like, even you go to the inn and you spend some gold and you can actually turn the game from day to night because (laughs) you actually sleep and the the table goes into night mode. Like, it's those little touches that up until recently, up until the Aliens pack, like, we really hadn't seen that type of that type of deep level integration that deep type of storytelling from zen and here we are it's like they have ended with a bang right um doom is another one that's uh, like very atmospheric and one that you almost have to play with your headphones because the animal like the the demon sounds are so loud <laughs> you know and so spooky that um it's sort of uh, yeah freaks out the rest of the family if i'm playing it <laughs> um so yeah it's a it's a dark and gruesome game that one and it kind of really fits the theme of doom um so the other one fallout i'm having a hard time getting into that yeah. um i think it's I've, mm, i don't know what it is i'm having a hard time working out how to get caps which seems to be yeah. integral to the game to buy things and I think without caps the game really doesn't go anywhere so perhaps like said, to-, to
1: me i thought that that was uh, in my limited play that was the weakest link of the three but mm. again i'm going to put it in the alien versus predator category where it's weak because of
0: what it's been paired with not because itself is it's a bad title i'm sure the table right? if i if i had some more time and i go and actually read the tutorial for it i'm i'm sure i'll get what yeah. i need to and then I'll enjoy it more. It's just that it doesn't seem to be so readily accessible as the other ones, like the whole concept of, you know, doing, is it not factions, but it's like you've got to go, again, I I, I don't I have not played Fallout, so I'm sure right. if I played Fallout, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like one of those things, you've you just got to give it a bit of time and let it sink in, I think.
1: All right. So anyway, those were our uh, top moments for 2016 within Pinball. Well, let's touch upon some of our worst moments that we think. I'm going to start this off with the obvious. Goddamn Gottlieb's premieres in Pinball Arcade.
0: Yep, yes. terrible. Stop Stop get it rid already. of them. Yeah, do not want. I don't think we need to say anything more than that except get them out. <laughs> if, I see, if I see another one and see if I see this level of proliferation of Gottlieb premiere, um, in season seven, uh, there's going to be hell to pay.
1: Yeah, I just—it's it, it, very frustrating considering the pins that are out there that we so much would rather have, and mm. uh, you know we can only speculate to the reasons why Farside has been dumping these on us. Um, and hopefully things will change, but ugh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> it's uh yeah. The only saving grace for this season, really, I think, is the EMS, and and that's kind of it. And maybe Doctor Who, like if it if it lands and,
1: well. well. And I said, and Eight Ball Deluxe is no eight slouch. Is yeah, there's a and, lot of, uh, and I really enjoyed Indy 500, but it's the, yeah. So the, the 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 premieres are just tainting the entire season for me. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, um, it, they definitely are. Another another worst five, and this is only by hearsay for me. Again, no personal experience with this, but I thought it was. Rather shoddy that this was happening. Apparently, the Stern Ghostbusters, the actual physical machines, they've been having playfield issues with uh, yeah. the clouding of inserts and yeah, delamination. Oh, yeah. That's really, really sad when you dump that much money and have that happen. Now I know that Stern is you know doing replacement programs,
0: but I mean, come on, it was a bit That's, of a PR disaster for them because right? they. <laughs> they, like, pen Side was lighting up with this. And actually, the um, Jeff from the Pinball Cop Podcast actually pulled the trigger on a LE and uh-huh. got affected by the bubbling issue. And he is like, right, you know what? Never again. I will never again buy a um, new-in-box Stern game ever based on this experience that I've had. And, you know, they weren't, like a lot of people were saying, why aren't they um, handling this publicly and making a, a statement about it? But uh, I think Nate uh, from the Pinball Podcast who nearly joined Stern as an employee, but decided to go and continue his work with Taylor Guitars at one point, he was sort of dis- discussing the business behind it and saying, look, in the grand scheme of things, that the amount of people who are experiencing the bubble play field issue is small compared to the people who aren't. So for us to make a big song and dance out of this and publicly apologize and do posts and all that sort of stuff, it's not worth the trouble. We're happy to deal with the fallout from a few individuals, a few hardcore pinball fans and, you know, take the hit, essentially. But, you know, it doesn't really fill you with confidence when you're sinking, you know, for us down here, $13,000 on a piece of arcade furniture. Right, right. you have bubbling and you go, what do I do now? Like there was no way you could really understand what you needed to do next. It was terrible. Yeah.
1: And that leads me into my, uh, my last (laughs) worst. And that is, I don't know if it's, if I'm just noticing it now, but this year it seemed like there's a huge rising cost in uh, pinball in general for buying these machines. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the, the fact that what is it? The, 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 Batman sixty six. That they were selling one for was it thirteen fourteen thousand um, know, dollars? Yeah. Just, that was a limited number. And you had to send in an uh, a
0: an application an application for it. for it. Yeah. It's like wow, you know. It's, and then this isn't a Maserati. It's a bloody pinball machine. Right, but and these you know, things <laughs>
1: are starting to cost that of a. You know, very inexpensive car, but it's like, yeah. whoa! And and you know what? It, it isn't just relegated to you know a New Jersey jack pin or a new stern pin. It's also relegated to these pin cabs. Um, yeah, some you know you want all the bells and whistles on your pin cab. It's going to cost you more than a brand new inbox stern. Now, again, yes, you're going to get it licensed with uh, you know all these other tables and stuff, but it's still not.
0: It's not within the realm of Joe average, is it?
1: No, Um, not at all.
0: You know, if the other thing,
1: if you came up with, you came up with a pin cab that was, you know, two to three grand. Now you got people that are going, you know what? That's it's still a lot of money, but it's within the realm of possibility. You know, maybe I save up for a few years or or something or, you know, really put aside something and uh, go ahead and pull the trigger on something like that and get it. But the minute you start talking about nine grand for one of these things, it's like,
0: Ouch! That's yeah, it excessive. puts it out of the realm of most people, and there's to some degree a lot of that's to do with the stuff that goes inside one of these things. Like, yes, you've got to have fairly high spec everything in it to make it work. So, you when you build that out, and then you have to add in, you know, what is essentially, you know, uh, a cost to produce, and then a cost to maintain your business. Yeah, chooses it. I don't think they're making a, a great deal of profit on them, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean it's unfortunate. I don't know what the solution is, but it's also, like I said, it just seems this year that the, the prices for these things got just higher and higher, and I was like, whoa, there seems to be a jump, and it leads me to think that uh, I would rather dump my money into VR and have a you know yep. have a stand up cabinet, you know, mini cabinet or whatever, and go that route and enjoy pin
0: that way rather than uh, you know you're looking at maybe three four grand maximum to get fully kitted out with a great computer good quality um vr equipment that's a lot much cheaper smaller footprint <laughs> much smaller footprint yep you can you know tuck everything away in a cupboard somewhere and wheel it out when you want to, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind maybe, maybe
1: I'll change my tune once I get my hands on one of these, uh, you know, and try yeah. it out for oh, my sure. But
0: look, if I had 10 grand, man, I'd love to throw it at a, a VP cap. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, if I was able to get one, yeah, sure. I'd probably get a VR as well, you know, why not? Um, but yeah, having to, to describe that, yes, I would like to take up a big footprint with this in the home somewhere. Um, as well as a cost, it's a pretty tough sell for most people.
1: All right, so those are my worst. You got any worse for yourself?
0: I think the only other worst thing that I've seen this year, and this is maybe just personal opinion, but the at Stern's um, decision to release another The Pin, pinball machine. don't know if you've seen really? these things, but no, they're like... Um, I,
1: I know what you're talking about, but I didn't realize
0: they were releasing a new one. Yeah, they released one. I think it's the the new Spider Man that they redid. Um, they've created a the pin version of that. And oh, look, I'm sorry, but I I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make pinball a pinball machine affordable for Great. someone who perhaps isn't fully into pinball. Ah, uh, that would be one of the worst presents you could get a pinhead. One of those, because they're going to look at you going "f off." I don't want this. This is not pinball. This is kitty pinball, you know. So no, they. They. I don't know if that's a really good uh, direction for them. But look, I'm not stern, but I certainly would not be paying for one because the cost of them. I think they're about three or four grand. Yeah. So why not just get a pro?
1: And <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've never heard any talk of them ever ever Mm -hmm. anywhere I don't hear about it on our forums I don't hear about it at my league nights I don't hear anybody I've never seen one um it's just that's why I'm really shocked that they released that you're saying they released another one because I thought after that initial volley they were like yeah okay we're done with this
0: like imagine right You're at Christmas and your partner who's well-intentioned goes hey look I know you like pinball so I got you the Spider-Man pin and you go, Oh my God. <laughs> and then you see this thing. And you go, if you <laughs> it's, 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 the, the
1: <laughs> okay. So, I'm, so when I was a kid, this is going to uh, tangent, um, <laughs> when I was a kid, all I wanted was star Wars action figures, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted on Christmas, uh, in my stocking, there's, uh, or actually it wasn't, no, it wasn't the stocking thing. It was a, a gift thing. Anyway, I get the gift in my hand. Or you know, I, get, I feel the present. I feel the, I feel the cardboard backing. I feel the the casing on the front of like, Oh yeah, here we go, Star Wars. Rip it hmm. open, and it's a freaking Battlestar Galactica character. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> right? So now now here's the thing. If it had been a Cylon, hey, you know what? That's pretty cool. It isn't even the Cylon. It's the freaking alien dude, the, the, the supreme commander that sat in the chair, right? He's literally <laughs> purple. He has a purple afro. He doesn't come with a weapon. He's got little hands that are molded together that do nothing. It's like it'd be the same as like being gifted ET. It's like, oh boy, exciting, <laughs> right? I mean, it's absolutely the worst. Then I open up another one and I'm thinking, oh, please be Star Wars. Please be. crack it up. No, it's once again started, uh, or Battlestar Galactica. Except for this time it's some dude in a robe and he's got like a crystal dome head like he's some kind of a cone head that's see-through. Again, no a <laughs> weapon. This dude doesn't even have hands. He's just got robes that flip up. That's it, right? Super so, lame. Right. So it's that, it's that thing of, and and then of course, you know, Mom's reaction is, "Whoa." Well, but you wanted action figures, and, and these are Star wars like right? And you're like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, that would be, yes,
1: that's that's my base model version of, yes, if you were gifted the pin instead of an actual pinball machine. Uh, yeah, you might as well have just gone to Toys R Us and bought the $100 Star Wars uh, pinball plastic thing and, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it probably would have been more fun,
1: actually. Well, but I guarantee the reaction would be about the same, except for at least with that one, they knew that you didn't waste your money on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: you would have been going. Um, I hate to be. I hate to be that guy. But how much did you spend on this? Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay. Uh, do you still have the receipt? Can we go and talk <laughs> to the dealer? <laughs> Unfortunately,
1: like, well, a... don't they sell the pin over
0: Amazon? And you know, Amazon's really good about their return policy. So, oh, yeah, that's right. I think they do. It is actually that's the idea of it. Like, it comes in a right. box, and it. I think that's why the the reason why it's so small, so Amazon can actually ship it. I'm gonna have um, to go look this up now. Um, yeah, <laughs> just laugh. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was probably the low light of the year right. um, for me. actual pinball.
1: Um. Let's move on to oh, one more area, and that is, uh, again, a uh, suggestion by uh, one of our listeners, and that is most desired pin for 2017 to come out on Pinball Arcade that probably won't happen. <laughs> that probably
0: won't happen. So pretty yes. much anything licensed. Um, okay, But Indiana I'm talking Jones. about one of your most desired, Indiana Jones. That one's Indiana obvious. Jones. Yep. Indiana, Indiana Jones, yeah. Indiana Jones is an obvious one. Um,
1: I think Star Wars now what's interesting is I I've never really enjoyed uh, The Star Wars pinball machines that have been out there I don't think they've nearly captured the license at all the way it should be captured But it is one of those things where it's kind of like well. We've got Star Trek out there We shouldn't we have a Star Wars pinball? Um, But it's more than likely
0: not gonna happen so no no, way too expensive for licensing. Like that would be, that would be the Kickstarter that would probably make um, right ACDC blush <laughs> with how much it would actually be. So yeah, no way. Yeah, my most desired. That I mean, there's a
1: slim margin of it happening, but I really think it's it's going to be a small miracle if it does. And that's NBA Fast Break.
0: No, yeah, that's just too embroiled in so many different like license things like players, teams. And yes, you know, NBA does actually hold all the licenses for the teams, but player likenesses, you'd have to like fester everything in it. That's the worry is that you would have to
1: fester everything. So it makes me wonder, well, I mean, how much would it cost to make a deal with uh, the Players Association? Um, Would, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things where I really don't know what the numbers are. And that's why I say it's it, it could, actually happen, but I don't think it's going to and it's going to be a forever disappointment
0: to me. You know what would be kind of cool though, if if they were doing it rather than making uh, actual teams up with the player likenesses, they actually use, uh, they actually kind of use Kickstarter so you can actually pledge and get your face in the game. (laughs) That they actually digitize a photo of you and they go, Morgan to the key. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome though, right? Yeah, I mean, be-
1: they'd have to come up with twenty-eight teams worth of uh worth of stuff. And then and, well the other thing is that they they'd have to license the team names. I don't want to play NBA fast break and stuff where it's gonna be instead called uh 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 what's it streetball or <laughs> something, you know, <laughs> where it's <laughs> Yeah, that's we've right. got the, the Seventh Street Ballers up going up against. No, I don't want to play have no. a playground basketball. I want the NBA teams doing their thing because I'm only going to be playing the Lakers. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another you, one you that mean,
0: I you mean the Lakers?
1: The Lakers, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think another one that falls in line with NBA Fast Break that small miracle if they pull it off, and that's World Cup soccer. Oh yeah. That's uh, gonna I, be uh,
0: whoa, f- practically impossible. Good on your FIFA. Although, yeah, you know, exactly. Good luck with FIFA. <laughs> there's plenty of video games out there that use FIFA licensing, so the the precedent's there, but you know, we're talking about the <laughs> the software houses that produce those games are EA and yeah. <laughs> you know, Ubisoft. These yeah. guys don't aren't short of a buck.
1: So, <laughs> so I yeah, I don't know if uh... I mean, unfortunately, it's not like, you know, Stern has the NASCAR table, which, ooh, licensing, and then they have Grand Prix, which yeah, is the exact move. same layout, smart
0: move on their part, um, yep. easily And they making it generic. They, they still had the terribly digitized version of, um, of Sammy Hagar's, uh, uh, what is it, I Can't Drive 55 yeah. in both versions, and it's horrible. <laughs> they should have just not bothered. <laughs> Are
1: you saying it's not ECDC quality music?
0: <laughs> oh, it's just... It's indistinguishable. <laughs> from. Yeah. It's like it, bad MIDI track? It, oh, it's bad MIDI track with bad vocal because I don't even think it's Sammy Hagar. Uh, of course <laughs> it wouldn't pay for Sammy. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you got any tales or shall I rattle off the other ones that are my most desired?
0: Uh, I... i No, I don't. <laughs> All right, let's see,
1: let's see if you... The, these... these My last two, I think, are more in the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, They're certainly on my most desired list. We'll see if they can do that. First one is Big Bang Bar. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. I think the most difficult part of that is just them doing a Capcom table, Mm. pure and simple. It has nothing to do with There's no licensing involved. It's just
0: getting a hold of one (laughs) and creating the emulation for it. Um, Yeah. Although they did it with um, they did it with Elven G and Co. Apparently, like we're going to be getting some Elven G's in the near future, so that uses uh, their own sort of emulation framework. So, right, not know it's possible.
1: It's it's possible. You know, um, you know there's certainly getting more into the realm of eh, that probably could happen. Uh, so, if but it happens in 2017,
0: well. I certainly would be would be stoked about it. Um, Yeah, It's a great table, but it's it's totally not G rated even with family mode on I don't think you could even get it past G rating or PG. It's definitely PG. It's
1: definitely. Well, yeah I mean, it's a PG 13 table, but I don't think it's Mm -hmm. Again, I don't think it's any worse than medieval madness or any worse than uh, scared stiff Yeah, and I saw plenty of scared stiffs not in family mode in the arcade back in the day So
0: oh yeah, (laughs) I've played heaps of them as well and no one cares, but you know right (laughs) <laughs> the uh, ESRB does. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Pay me me. Uh, yeah.
1: My number one most desired that I, I... Fingers crossed it actually does happen, but there's still roadblocks uh, preventing it from happening in Ass Roller Games. Um, yeah, again, it's found it my most desired game. It's been my most desired game since Pinball Arcade came out. The first time I ever went up and visited Farsight, which was during their first season of Pinball Arcade, I talked to Bobby... And I was like, you do know about roller games, right? And at that time, he was like, I'm not sure if I know that one. And I was like, "No," nah. and I, you know, vocalized it. And every single time I've talked to the guys at Farsight, I mentioned roller games. It's my number one, uh, you know, that's my holy grail, you might say. Uh, Absolutely. I
0: am lucky games. to already have my my holy grail, which is Safe yes. Cracker. But yeah. yeah. It, it, will, it will be really good to get that one in because it, it's one I've never played before. So it'd be great to give it a go.
1: Well, we're going to let yeah. you uh, get out of here in just uh, a quick jiffy. A uh, mm. couple of notes of business to take care of first. Hey, have oh, you yes. followed us on Twitter? Then why don't you do that? Follow at Blockade for the main show notes, or uh, follow us individually. I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. Um, you can also drop us email uh, to the show. It is blah blah Blockade at gmail.com why don't you visit our website blockadepinball.com uh you know i uh, i personally am on instagram i don't post uh many pinball things on instagram i post a lot of work stuff on instagram um hmm. if you were following me you would have seen my we just went to universal studios again yesterday we visited a lard boy donuts where we purchased a donut that's the size of my son's head
0: <laughs> this this is sounds pretty good. I had a cookie this morning that was almost as big as my head. It would make Cookie Monster very proud. It's up on my Twitter if you want to have a look. Um,
1: in addition, where I'm going to be posting what our uh, holiday wreath. There's a holiday wreath contest at uh, the show I'm on. All the departments are making their own wreaths. And ours for the camera department is pretty spectacular if I do say so myself. Um, So those are the kind of things that I post on Instagram. I'm at, uh, again, just look up Shut Your Traps or Chris Freebus, either or, and uh, you'll be able to find me. Go ahead and uh, view some of the pics. Follow us that way. I
0: don't know, Jared, are you on uh, Instagram? No, I'm not on Instagram. I've already got enough things that I'm on. Exactly. We don't have enough
1: I figure enough people hate Twitter. Maybe they're on Instagram and uh, they can do it that way.
0: (laughs) There's one thing for sure. You definitely won't find me on Facebook. Well, I'm there, but I don't do anything. Um, so much so that I've actually got notifications turned off. Boom. So, yeah. No, this, really, I don't even know why I'm still signed up to the service.
1: Yeah, uh, and I, I, uh, I do Facebook all the time, but I don't accept people that I don't know. No. <laughs> because... There's been some instances in the past where I think, Jared, you nice. were sort of brutalized by certain people uh, that started spamming you with very hateful things. Um, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, they got blocked pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, but none of us want us to have to deal with blocking that. It's, it's a pain in the butt. So Yeah, that's um, right. Beyond that, folks, uh, regarding the show, uh, as you may guess, it's the holidays, so we're going to be skipping a week yet again. Yep. Um, yes. And we may uh, do a New
0: Year's show. I'm not May sure.
1: or may not. Who knows? It's going to be New Year's. Depends We're just on. He's going to uh, play it by ear. Exactly. So, for that, regardless, this is our last show of 2016. We do really want to uh, thank you all for listening. We completely appreciate it. Um, we love doing this, and we would do it regardless of if you listened or not, but it does make it more fun knowing that there are listeners, and we love the interaction when you guys have contacted us, given us uh, show ideas, um,
0: made suggestions. It, it Absolutely. Thank you so much for your support throughout the year, um, just with your comments and everything. It, Like Chris says, it's it makes it fun to keep doing what we do. Uh, so thanks again
1: absolutely okay so with that we're gonna let jared actually go uh go to his job <laughs> Do some work. i'm going yeah. to enjoy the rest of my sunday evening um and uh yeah thanks for listening so we'll talk to you again in the new year bye-bye bye-bye wizardamusement.com the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. easy to install totally unique mention blockade podcast for 10 percent off your order Sales, restoration, customization.
0: Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. You can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.
1: Why don't you visit our website? It is... Oh, man, I always blow it up. Blockade Pinball. Blockade Pinball. (laughs) Let's try that again. BlockadePinball.com.
0: What are you laughing at? <laughs> no, I'm sitting in a meeting room at the moment. It's getting towards the end of my um, allotted time in the meeting room. And, and uh, a couple of these people are walking past the room giving me um, strange looks because they want to get into the room just because they want to throw me off the game. <laughs> so, and it's not working. Um, <laughs> He's maintaining
1: uh, his composure.